0: Welcome to the Pool Guy podcast show. It looks like the economy is probably heading into a recession. It's in the tank right now and things aren't looking too pretty coming up in the next few months and I don't think there's going to be a major turnaround before next summer. So I'm going to go over some tips for you in how to maintain your pool route, build it up, some different things you can try to do to maintain your income and keep everything stable during this time where there's going to be a definite downturn in the economy. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I wouldn't worry too much about how big the recession is going to be. I think the main focus should be on kind of circling the wagon, so to speak, and maintaining your business so that you don't lose too much income you're going to lose some percentage of income of course because in a recession everyone is affected in some way the pool service industry is fairly insulated from the recession so that means that you're not going to be like home builders where you're cutting prices and you know things are down 30 or 40% and those kind of industries i think remodeling of homes and pools and things like that are going to suffer Because during a pullback, people stop doing the big projects. And you may see people stop doing the smaller projects as well. But I think the weekly service should not be impacted dramatically. The only way I think it's going to be impacted is that when you're out to bidding for service accounts, you may have some people undercutting you or charging less than you charge just to get that account. So you may run into more of a difficult time bidding at your current rate with other people that are struggling and undercutting your particular service rate in your area. And that's something that happens all the time in a recession that people will take an account and they'll discount it 10% or 15% just to get that account. And you may not be in a position or want to discount it. So a lot of new leads are going to dry up. If you compare it to a boom season, like during COVID 2021, When things were just booming and you were picking up accounts left and right, that's probably not going to happen during the recession. You'll still get accounts, but they're not going to be coming knocking at your door, so to speak. So circling the wagons is one way to protect yourself. And what I mean by that is you want to make sure you're in a position to where if you do lose a percentage of your income, you're not going to suffer and get desperate and then cut your rates and go out there and cause another, you know, it's kind of like a spiraling downwards if everyone is kind of doing this. One way to protect yourself is to start paying down your debt. So when investing, there's all kinds of modes that you should be in. You know, when there's a downturn or when in real estate, for instance, when interest rates are double what they were last year, you really can't invest with the stock market down a good 15 or 20%, depending on which index you're looking at. It's not a smart idea in a lot of cases to throw money in there and lose money every month. So you can do one or two things. You can keep Everything as cash, and you're gonna lose some money because inflation, of course, is going to rise more than what you would get for that money in the bank, which is nearly nothing. And the other thing you can do is you can do the payoff mode, and this is something that you probably want to be in later in life. But during this time where cash really doesn't help you, and if you have a car loan or truck loan at seven percent or six percent. It makes perfect sense to pay that down and pay that off quicker to get rid of that debt. And without that car payment or truck payment, you don't have to worry too much about losing income. So you may be in payoff mode right now just because you can't do anything else with your money. And that's perfectly fine because your truck is going to hold its value. And if you have to resell it, you don't have that payment and you don't have the balance on there. And so you're in a good position. You probably want to increase your cash reserves at this time also just to kind of cushion yourself for any kind of problem. So if you have a three-month cash reserve, I would definitely expand that out to six months. And as a business owner, you should have at least six months of reserves. This is money that can pay everything that you need to pay for six months if you have zero income coming in. So let's say that your expenses are 5000 a month, you should have Five thousand times six, which is thirty thousand in the bank. So you can pay everything without worrying about it for six months, if need be. So of course you want to increase your emergency fund, and you don't want to panic. You know the circle the wagon analogy is like in the old west when they were—I think it was when the Mormons were trying to get to Utah—they would be attacked by Indians quite a bit. And so they would, you know, circle the wagon put the wagons in a circle, and then they would have a shootout. And if you watch old westerns, you'll see something like that happening. And that's kind of what you have to do right now when the economy is looking pretty bleak. You don't want to go hog wild out there and go crazy buying a new vehicle and doing things that you can't sustain if you lose 10% of your income. Because that's what I'm looking at as the baseline for your income. You're gonna lose about 10%. So if you're making 8,000 a month, you're gonna go down to 7,200 and kind of use that as your baseline. And if you go from 8,000 to 7,200, and you have a truck payment of six or seven hundred, paying that off kind of evens you out, and you really didn't lose any money. Technically, you did, but on paper, you're kind of even because you don't need that extra money to pay that truck payment. So, you see the logic there, and of course, you have cash reserves, so you can float things if you need to. And one thing you have to come up with is a strategy now for late payments because what happens during? recession, And I'm already feeling this with my clients and also my rentals. I've had some late payments that I've never had before. And you have to kind of draw the line. You can be firm, but you also have to know when you're going to cut that account. And the first thing you would want to do is remind the customer that the payment's due on the 1st and that you haven't received the payment. And if you get a response back saying, oh, I'm going to get it out to you. I just have something come up and I'll get the money out to you. Typically, they're going to get the money out to you within that week. But if you get no response, you get dead silence, then you want to consider going a short period of time before you actually drop that account because you can't afford to extend late payments indefinitely and you shouldn't deviate from your current business plan. So if you drop a client after two months of late payments, you should drop that client after two months of late payments, no matter who they are, because that's just your business model. If you drop them after 30 days, which is kind of unusual i think in most cases i usually go past 30 days and into the second month if they're not paying me then i'll drop it so it's not a full net 60 days but i will go that 30 days past that one month or late and i wouldn't go past the two month period so i would drop that account before it hits the two month mark and that's kind of a logical way to save yourself from doing free work basically and there's really no way to recoup that money anyway So you can't take them to court. You can't put a lien on their house. And so the bigger the balance gets, the more you're gonna feel that pain. So drop that account before it gets too much. And sometimes they'll call you in that week you drop it and they'll pay you in full. But if they don't feel the pain of you not going out there to do their pool, they're not gonna be motivated to pay you. And that's kind of the, the line you want to draw. If you go 90 days or even 120 days, then you're basically fighting two battles, a battle on two fronts. The the balance is getting really large for the customer to come current. And then you're three or four months without being paid for the work you're doing. And those two combined together are not really sustainable. So if the customer owes, you know, $400, it's hard for them to come up with that money and pay you to bring it current. And at the same respect, you're working for free out there losing money. So have a set cutoff date even if the customer has been with you for five or six years and now they're all of a sudden late, you got to have that in place. Otherwise, you're going to lose too much money. And that's one thing that you need to implement and stick to your guns on that. You don't want to, you know, bend because then you're going to break and you're going to have a lot of late payments and not you're not going to be able to collect on them. And that really hurts your business, especially when your income is dropping and then the late payments start increasing. then you got a problem. So one thing that you can do to offset that is try to get some more service accounts. Now I mentioned at the very beginning that you don't want to be undercutting the competition to get the account. You just want to go out there and present yourself and just try to capture those accounts. One thing that may sustain you during this time is doing some chemical-only accounts. A lot of customers don't want to go to the pool store. They don't want to check their chemistry. And if you mark yourself to do some chem-only accounts, and I also would include the filter cleaning service as a separate charge, but these can sustain you and you're going to be in that pool or in the backyard for five minutes. And these chem-only accounts can add a lot of income to your route during this time. And you can build up quite a lot of these accounts because there may be a lot of customers out there that just don't have the time to check their chemicals and maintain the pool. And it can be quite difficult if you're busy and you can't check your chemistry and balance the water. And so you may see more people wanting the chemical only stop because they feel like they can maintain their pool and clean it, but they don't want to mess with the chemicals. And they may be not wanting to do full service at this time because a lot of it is psychological, too. They may have the money to pay for full service, but they may cut back because they're thinking, what if this happens, if that happens, and then, you know, I have to let go of the pool guy. I don't want to do that. So if I can get, you know, just do chemical onlys for now, that's perfectly fine. And so you might run into that. You may be able to capture some more accounts with that. And I guess I should touch on the psychology Of the recession, you know, back in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, those years were pretty tough coming out of the recession going into it. And I think a lot of it was psychological. People were scared that, you know, maybe they would get laid off at work. So they started doing cutbacks early, which is logical. I wouldn't say you shouldn't do that. You should always plan for that. And as a business owner, you have to kind of plan for the next season coming up you know, it's going to be a slower season than this year for sure. I think you're going to see some pullback in equipment installation, upgrades, things of that nature. But there's also new ways of capturing leads now because now you can promote the chemical-only service for your company and capture accounts that maybe you wouldn't even take a year or two ago. And if you have 10 of those or 12 of those on your route, that could substantially help you with not being able to capture full service leads. So in your area, you kind of have to figure out what works best for you, which way is the best way to get accounts. But discounting your service rates by 20, 25% is a losing battle because then you're losing money. You have the account, you're getting the income, but you're not really making money at that point. So I would say discounting your rates would be the very last thing you would wanna do. And that's kind of one of those, you know, if you're desperate and you really need the account, You may want to go down 10%, but you don't want to do that because then you're going to set the market up for kind of a declining scale, and then the whole market may drop and it may affect everyone in the area and it may affect you in the future. When the economy rebounds, the rates may not rebound as quickly with the economy. Another thing that may be necessary is to take pools that would be outliers in your service business. For instance, I don't take any pools without an automatic cleaner. You may have the same model. But if things start to get pretty tough out there, and if you have a vacuum system, and I highly recommend you having a vacuum system, either the Riptide, Bottom Feeder, or Hammerhead, have that in your arsenal so that if you do need to take on accounts that are kind of outside of what you normally would take on, the vacuum system will come in handy, the vacuum that pool And, you know, you may want to start expanding out and taking on accounts without automatic cleaners so that you have that income. And then, of course, when the economy rebounds and you could do the one for one where you switch out a bad account with a good one and drop that bad account, you can do that. But a lot of times you're going to take on accounts that are kind of borderline. Maybe there's a pool that's a little bit out of your area, but it's going to bring you in the income you're going to need. So you take it. So you may have to bend a knee towards being very particular to which service accounts you're going to take. I wouldn't add on accounts with violent dogs or customers that are extremely picky or customers that just aren't very friendly. Those are still off the table and off the list. But ones that you know, you're going to spend five extra minutes cleaning or maybe a couple extra minutes driving to, not a bad idea to take those accounts at this point and do those accounts so that you have that income because the whole goal is to maintain your income during a downturn and not to lose income by customers dropping or not being able to get the leads you need to keep building your pool route. One thing you can do is also make sure the customers that you're servicing are really happy with your service, and you wanna make sure you spend extra time and attention at those pools to keep them. you don't wanna do anything that would lead them to look around for someone else or to drop your service. So you wanna make sure that you're actually doing your job really efficiently and effectively during this time, maybe more so Than before, because before you had plenty of accounts and plenty of leads, so you weren't paying too close attention to the customers in some cases. Now you want to really be focused on providing the best service out there that you can, so you retain the customers that you have currently. And the worst thing you can do is pull back on things that are actually effective. So if you're advertising on Google and you're getting accounts and you feel like that's working, to cut that budget and pull back on that would not be smart. You want to pull back on the things that aren't working, and you want to keep investing in the things that are. One thing that happens psychologically during a downturn in the economy is that people start to pull back on things that are actually working, and then by doing that, you kind of break that and it's not working anymore. For example, with my rentals, I increase the rent every year, $25 on every unit I have, and during a recession, you may be tempted to say, well, I'm not going to increase the rent on that person because we're in a down market but you set yourself back because now you're not getting the increase that year. And for me, $25, I think is really light and I'm doing that because I just want to keep the tenant in there, but I also want to increase the rent. And it's working highly effectively for me doing that every year at every unit that I have. And there may be things that are really effective in your pool business and to pull back because of a downturn is a mistake. So keep the things that are effective in place for your pool service business. And don't stop things just because the economy is looking bad or shaky and you want to implement these things to protect your income and to make sure that your income is you're getting the same income, maybe from different sources and different parts of the service, but you're still getting that income that may disappear in certain other areas. Like for instance, your repairs may start to dry up and therefore with that time you spend doing repairs, let's say you take a Friday off every week, you do Monday through Thursday service and you do all your repairs on Friday. Now that you have that extra time, you can get accounts and add them to Friday and then move them during the week later once you start getting more repairs again. But you want to keep stabilizing that income because that's the critical thing about owning a business is that when your income starts to drop, it's like a trickle down effect and everything gets affected, of course, by that. And then things start to fall apart rather quickly when the income is dropping by 10, 20, 30 percent. And I can see why a lot of people panic in industries where a 30% drop would be really dramatic for anyone in the pool industry, but in other industries that would be catastrophic. So we're pretty insulated from the recession if you don't panic and you kind of get things in order by paying down your debt, having a larger emergency fund or cash fund in the bank, and getting accounts in different ways or picking up accounts that would normally pass on in the boom market and if you're looking for other podcasts that i recorded you go to my website swimmingpoollearning.com and on the banner click on that podcast icon that'll take you to a drop down menu of other podcasts i recorded and you can listen to those at your leisure and if you're interested in the coaching program that i offer you can definitely learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com thanks for listening to this podcast have a great day and god bless the pool guy podcast show